Hello, selfish listeners, and welcome to episode nine. I'm Reagan Drake, and I am here to take you on this small podcast journey. If you're in your car, just walking around your house, whatever you're doing, I am here to help you figure out what to do with your life for the next 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour. I have a pretty good episode, not going to lie. Um, don't forget to like and re- like and review this podcast. It really does help and helps push that momentum to get other people to join our community. So, hi. Um, let's just jump to check in so I can continue to ramble, but it actually feels like my zone and like my section to do that in. <sighs> well, I haven't talked to you for about two weeks because we went to a bi-weekly schedule. It just was better for me personally. And I went to set, was very exciting. I was very anxious about that. Oh yeah, I put a cool little video out on the Instagram. I'm really proud of that video. I didn't mean for it to be about, well, it sounds weird when I say I didn't mean for it to be about mental health, but I didn't mean for it to be so, um, so revolving around it. Like I just wanted to kind of, create a community aspect and invite you guys into my life a little bit and just share in creativity or in stupid health kicks or whatever, like just create community. And I don't know, like it just happened. I started recording and when I went back to edit that f- a couple days afterwards, I saw it and then I saw how much better I was. I think it, I think the big thing was just seeing me physically, like I was so pale and just not looking like myself that I was like, whoa. And I had that huge realization and I just thought it was like a perfect little platform to showcase that the biggest thing I want to showcase is that seemingly normal people have everyday highs and lows. And I don't even realize like I'm recovering from them for a couple days. Like, oh yeah, today's just better than yesterday. Hey, break it down. Why was it better? What were you not dealing with? These are questions for myself or they can apply to you, whatever one you want. Um, I, I don't think things happen on accident. So that's all I'm saying is just maybe sometimes you need to dig a little deeper and then sometimes maybe you need to stop digging because you're the one that's getting in your own way. I suffer from both. (laughs) I dig too deep on the wrong things and then not enough on the things that don't matter. Um, okay. So I wrote in here that I might want to tweak the podcast. So let's run it by you. (laughs) If you have input, you personally just send it in. So after making that video and stuff, um, I kind of thought like, what is this podcast about? And I just said like, I want it to be about seemingly more normal, quote unquote, normal activities and like things that are like, oh, I'm stressed. And it's like, hey, how about you change out the label stress for anxiety or are anxious. And then maybe we can start to dig deeper down and get through the roots of, oh, I'm stressed because I am anxious about blank or fill in, fill in those blanks for whatever you need to fill it in for. So then I started thinking like, really, this podcast has such, has become such 
me documenting my own personal journey. Like it truly lives up to its name of selfish because I also had this other realization. So me checking in with you right now, like the most, the best thing I'm proud of is like how much growth I've had in the last two weeks of, well, the growth of realizing things. And I realized like, I just feel so good and drawn to sharing and showing people that how to, how to exchange different language. So like stressed, upset, frustrated with terms like anxious, depressed, my ADHD. Sorry, these, they're all mine that are popping into my head. I don't have, I need to honestly be more educated on other quote unquote labels, but, um, like, like showing people that frustrated could really mean, um, hurt, sorrow, grief. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not really tweaking the podcast. I just kind of had this realization of it's okay if it's about me, <laughs> like it's my podcast. And I did the thing I always do where I make it about other people. And I'm so good at making it about others and not myself. And what makes my podcast my podcast is that it's mine. And like, I'm sharing as well. So welcome now to Selfish, where I tell your guys' stories, but I talk about myself first. Sorry, it's literally just me here by myself laughing at my own. Like, it's not even a joke. That's just like truth. (laughs) Okay, so I said what I was proud of. I'm going to go ahead and jump into gratitude. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful at how this is always the hardest one. I always have to go back and edit out these awkward pauses. (sighs) I am grateful for my growth. I'm proud that I've, I'm seeing it and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the resources I have as in like my counselor, the books I've read. I'm just so grateful for my personal growth. And that sounds weird, but I guess two years ago at this time, I'm just so grateful for the growth I've, I've had, even though this is about me. Um, we're going to jump into somebody else's story. Let's actually be good people and relate to each other. Okay. So I'm not giving you this person's name, to be honest, because I impulsively started recording and I haven't gone back and asked this person if they want their name in it or not. So if this is your story, go ahead and email me and let me know and I will add your name to this. And if you don't want your name in it, that's totally fine too. Okay. So it goes, I don't know how to get into this, but It involves seeking something you want, but being inflated with rejection and improving mental health. I'm going to pause myself right there. So this really, really resonated with me of being inflicted um, with rejection and then improving in mental health. Like, man, all the biggest strides I have ever made is when I've been rejected. So, okay. I've gone my whole life without the intention of seeking a relationship. Never thought I needed one, though I imagined what one could be like. When I started working, I realized that it was probably time to meet somebody and bring them closer in my life. 
Long story short, I met someone cool, and well, it didn't go well for whatever reason. For the first time, I, I wanted to let someone into my life, but instead, it ended in rejection, something I'd never experienced before. I took it personally. What upset me the most was that I really wanted to engage in a relationship. In life, one should live with the uncertainty sometimes. To know not to know what's coming helps prevent hopes that one desires. This has helped me to improve myself from being disappointed if something doesn't go as planned. Be open-minded if things go south, but also make the most out of the situation. In my case, it was to focus on my self-improvement and version of me. And I did just that. I haven't been more happy in my life and no one is stopping me. So this middle part right here about basically um, not setting expectations and expectations are there to help you, but then they are also there to disappoint you sometimes. So a healthy level of expectation is something I struggled with for a long time. And I actually had this realization in high school. It was kind of like a very cartoony, like, oh, moment when every single day was terrible because it's high school and because you're 16. Um, I went, oh, I am coming into every day just hoping something happens. Like it, it, like, it was also very like daydreamy, dramatic things. Like I hope this boy talks to me or like I would imagine situations happening and I was just creating all of these expectations around that certain class period or in general. And then I was left so devastated because my ridiculously dramatic ex expectations weren't getting met. I don't think that's what this person did. That's just m how I'm understanding, like relating to what you're saying. So I'm very sorry that that, ro that relationship didn't go as planned. I don't think that's a great word, but didn't go as expected, but don't give up hope. Do set expectations that for you to be loved and that you deserve to be loved. But I think it's great to go in there and just be so pleasantly surprised by what you find. So thank you so much for writing in. Now, tangible good. Okay. <laughs> I am so excited about tangible good. Um, Listen, this is the part where I have to now label this episode as explicit, but just wait. So it's called Let That Shit Go, a journal for leaving your bullshit behind and creating a happy life for yourself. Some of these pages I have flipped through have me crying. Like I can't repeat them on my podcast because I try to keep, I don't want you to ever censor yourself when you write in, but like I try and keep myself very neutral. <laughs> Let me see. I don't think I can read any of these. Maybe I can't. Well, no. The part that made me laugh is, um, I'll just read it and edit it out if I hate it. Caw caw motherfucker. There are things in this world that feel overwhelming, that engulf us with emotions, and that burn us out. Well, rise up from those ashes, my fine friend, and fly like the beautiful fucking phoenix that you are. <laughs> it was the caca motherfucker. <laughs> that just really got me. 
like I'm so excited for this book. I hope it helps, but like mine's in the mail. It's on the way here and it just feels so empowering. I'm already so excited for it. So that is our tangible good. Obviously the link is going to be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Okay. I'm going to send it into my interview with Joy. I was going to talk about myself and my rewards, but, um, I don't know if I'm in a good place to talk about that right now, to be completely honest. I've kind of had a rough week. I didn't talk about it and check in, but, um, I, I've just had a very mentally, like a little bit draining week. Um, and I am proud of myself for not being crushed by a lot of conversations I've had lately, but I've had to have a lot of just hard conversations and I feel kind of exhausted. So I'm not going to get into all my stuff. Maybe I will later at some point, like on an Instagram live, but right now, to be honest, I'm just not in a great space for it. I'm going to throw this over to my interview with Joy. Don't be too mad at me. I messed up on the volume and I actually turned up my echo and not my volume. It's not terrible, but if you love me, you'll stick around. Um, all right, here it is. Okay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey. Um, tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Joy. I am now your roommate. So <laughs> I just moved <laughs> yeah. to LA uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yes. So Joy is now my roommate, but we knew each other. Like we worked together in SOAR. And then I don't think during... Sora is like the freshman orientation thing at Missouri State. We wore khaki shorts and polos. And honestly, <laughs> like, it was like the most fun summer camp, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think we both, I don't think we realized when we were in Sora together that we both knew Logan. No. Yeah, I don't think so at all. I don't think I, so. I know Logan. I'm trying to think when... I first heard your name because I remembered when she was like, oh, Reagan's one of my bridesmaids. I was like, I know who obviously that is. And I knew you guys were like friends and hanging out, but I don't think it was during SOAR. Yeah. And it was weird because you guys have been like lifelong friends. And then yeah. me and her got to be really good friends in school. And then we just didn't even know each other until she literally got married. <laughs> nice. Um so that's kind of like our tiny, tiny background. Um, she Joy's like at a wedding right now in Missouri, so that's why we're zooming. Yeah, that's why it's like, <laughs> yeah. Not oh yeah, this is my room room in the other room on Zoom to make this easier for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came to LA for literally a week, and it felt more like a vacation because I moved in and then immediately came back to Kansas City for a wedding. So. I will live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you know about the podcast, you follow it, which I like really appreciate. And um, that's not a requirement to be my roommate is to follow the stuff. I do. <laughs> um, what is something like, do you have something that's considered a mental illness that like is a label or something? I do not. So I've never been like diagnosed. Um, with anything. I remember at one point in college going to the doctor because I was having like my actual like primary care doctor because I was having really bad chest pains. Um, and he essentially was like, I think you just have really bad anxiety. If I'm being honest, he was like, you probably like 
because we talked about what I was involved in. I was just, I've always been like hyper involved and like busy. And he was like, I think you need to stop doing one of those things. Like, I don't think you can keep doing all that. And I think it's like stressing you out to the point it's like impacting your health, but he like, didn't like diagnose me or like give me any sort of like medication. I would assume like that's the most, that's the closest I've gotten to like talking to like a doctor about being diagnosed with anything, but yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of people kind of like self-diagnose in general because we know ourselves yeah. better than, yeah. I mean, we can talk to doctors about symptoms and stuff like that, but we're the only ones that like really know what's happening inside of us. Right. After you kind of got like a quote unquote diagnosis of just like stress mm-hmm. inducing like anxiety stuff, did you go talk to somebody after that or did you wait a couple like months years whatever yeah that's a good question I I do not well I went to a therapist maybe like twice in college um so I don't know if it was around the same time I don't I know for sure after I left the doctor's office I wasn't like I need to sign up for a therapist right now um I think it was like I saw a therapist maybe sometime that year I like went because I was just having like a lot of anxiety about, about like relationships. And then I went like twice and was like, Oh, I'm fine. I like won't keep going because I was really busy. And so it just felt like, Oh, I don't want to add another thing that is therapy when I'm already busy and I'm stressed about being busy. Like how am I going to make time for therapy as well? So I didn't like, I didn't really prioritize it in college. And um, then when I graduated, I started going consistently. It was, I had a friend who like put it in her calendar. She like knew I really wanted to see a therapist and kept putting it off. Um, she was like, I'm just going to like check in with you. Like, when do you want to have a therapist by? And I like still had it. And she was like, checked back in with me. And then she was really nice about it too. She wasn't like pushy. Um, and then maybe like a year later, it was the same sort of thing where just like, relationships I think I was just paranoid like do I just moved to Kansas City and like graduated and that's like that weird phase of like going from a lot of friends in college to now you only have like a couple of friends and so I'm all I, I think my anxiety just comes from like do people like me and that is why I was like I should probably just go see a therapist like I could probably talk to someone I don't have a ton going on now that I'm an adult Um, and so I started going and I've been going like consistently, like seeing that gal for like a year and a half, maybe a year. I think I've seen my counselor for about a year and a half now, maybe two. Yeah. I I also, cause I've talked about this before on the podcast, I think, um, cause there's a couple of times where I start to record it and then like something's wrong. So I don't remember if this was like in one of those versions or not. Yeah. Um, but I've talked about after graduate, like post-graduation for a lot of college people, or if you don't go to college, like right after high school, um, there's like this weird time where you're like, oh, I was so busy trying to graduate that I wasn't taking any note of what my body was telling me whatsoever. And then like, you're kind of left not alone, but more by yourself. And you're like, hmm. (laughs) Yeah. There's just so many distractions. That's something that like, I think quarantine, I've like grown so much during even quarantine where it's like, 
have I been using just having plans all the time to like not deal with things? And I could see that like in college, like people are so busy, then you graduate and it's like, you are not surrounded by like a bunch of people or in all of these organizations. And it's like, oh, we have to like sit with ourselves and I have to figure out how to like take care of myself without just like going to the next event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like on top of that, so all the events and everything that are in school, and then, which for me were a lot of fun. You did way more than I did in school because um, you were in a sorority and mm-hmm. you, did you do, I don't know why, did you do a business fraternity thing? What am I thinking? No, I did crew. I was like in a campus ministry and like helped out with like different Bible studies and stuff. And then I forget what I was in. I always think in my head I was involved in more, but that was really it. And like a sorority I was on like the PHA board, which is like over the sorority. So that kind of felt like an additional thing, even though it was still like sorority life. So, Um, Well, on top of that, though, like we have obviously homework, which is expected, but there's a lot of things in school that, and even in high school, that ask you to basically compromise your mental health to get their work done, no matter what that work is, homework, um, extracurricular, like, they all need something from you. Um, So like you're out of school and um, you start seeing a counselor initially, like when you started going, like what were some of those roadblocks that you feel like you encountered? Yeah. Like roadblocks to get to therapy or like when I first got into therapy. When you got into therapy. So like for me, um, my big roadblock would, would be that when we, after we, uh, covered something like day one, she talked about like my cup and how, if it's all the, if it's half full and like, Mm -hmm. then I can't continue to like fill it with other things. Like it's spilling over. And I was like, great, we covered that day one, check the box. Don't ever have to talk about that again. My, I will never let my cup be full ever again. <laughs> yeah. And then I felt embarrassed when I had to go back and re-talk about these things. And she was like, hey, just because we talked about something doesn't mean that like you have to have it mastered. So that was like a, my one of my personal roadblocks. You have like something similar or like a different yeah. like, experience. I remember, I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but I do remember like thinking, like, should I get a new therapist? Um, I think it was like three sessions in, maybe four sessions in. And I remember talking like to some of my friends about this, like some of my friends who were in therapy, like, is this normal? Like, I don't feel like, I'm trying to remember what exactly I don't remember why I was like not getting a lot out of therapy or like feeling like I was making any progress. Not that you're supposed to like make progress right away. Um, But one of my friends, like his undergrad was in psychology. He's like going back to like get a doctorate in psychology and become a therapist. And he was like, said that he had learned that that's like a huge roadblock people come across in therapy. And it was like, yeah, usually he said that like, people like you don't know a ton about your therapist usually and that relationship becomes like a lot of your relationships in real life and the roadblocks you come up with with your therapist or like roadblocks you see with like relationships in real life um 
And so he was like, that's kind of the thing. Like once you learn how to like work through things with your therapist, like that's kind of the first stepping stone to work things out with people in your real life. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, because I did the next session just have to be like, okay, I need to like, just like talk to her about how I'm feeling. And then we like worked it out immediately, which now to this day, I, I haven't, no one's asked me this in a while. So now I'm thinking about what I talk to my therapist about in therapy. And usually it's about like someone in my life where I'm feeling stressed about. And I'm like, is this working now? Like, I don't like, I just need always an extra push of like, you just should talk to that person. Like I get so nervous about like talking to people about like something that like is making me like nervous or upset or anxious. And then she's always just like, yeah, just like talk to them about it. And it ends up fine, which is what I had to do with her when I first started therapy. They're well. almost like, um, compu- like little computer avatars that you can like test out things on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I know therapists are real people, but like, it's, yeah, it's the like no consequences almost like yes. obviously you don't want to treat them mean but at the same time you're like I want to yell at this person and they go okay well then yell at them and you're like right here right now and they're like yeah go ahead <laughs> at least that's right. what mine does <laughs> well she doesn't tell me yeah. to yell I'm usually I have this term called sad angry where for a long time in my life I thought that I was um sad like very depressed when really I didn't know how to be angry so I just yeah. kept like I would cry every time I'm angry so I thought I was sad so yep. when she says yell what she means is let me like cry sob and like say the things I want to say and it's my sad my sad angry <laughs> oh my gosh I've never heard that term I do the exact same thing like I well this isn't a professional angry. podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, th- I don't know if I've told her that I've definitely told people in my life when I'm like I'm just frustrated with the situation. Like, don't be worried about me. I know I'm like crying, but I'm not sad. I'm just like, I think I'm just angry, but I don't know how to like say that. Sad, angry. Um, (laughs) So we've talked about, um, so this episode is about rewards and what people feel like they might've gotten out of their life. And um, I'm going to talk about more of my personal stuff, like in pre or post this interview thing. Um, but what are, so after being in counseling, um, and seeing your own growth, what are some of the things that you feel like you have like obtained from that? And like, you are stronger in, or you just feel more free in or Mm -hmm. whatever in your own words. Yeah. Um, I think that like boundaries are, the biggest thing that I didn't really have and that like I have seen a ton of benefit from um when I first started hanging out like after I had graduated college like a lot of my friends that I have now do go to therapy and it was just like I would get kind of like jealous when they would set boundaries like I don't want to go to this event that I don't want to go to and they just wouldn't which was like so foreign to me and just seeing I would just I was just jealous of like their freedom and how they could set those boundaries and like in my head if I set that boundary I thought people would be super upset and like I was expected to do all of these things um and then it seemed like they were setting boundaries and like it was totally fine so like going to therapy and like being able to just like learn how to like communicate boundaries and be like I will only be like I can still love certain people but I don't have to like 
be around them if they're not like meeting this boundary I set or like I can't hang out with you if this pattern and or like how you're talking to me like sort of thing like just being able to set those boundaries has made every like just my day-to-day feel so much healthier and me feel like not that constant anxiety of like well, I have to go do this or I have to be around this person. I'm expected to do this. It's just like, I can really focus on myself. I don't think I was, and you hear it all the time, like on Instagram and like whatever people like post those things. It's like, take care of yourself first. And I didn't really know what that looked like. And I think going to therapy really showed me like, okay, how does taking care of myself look to me And then I've just noticed that like in my relationships with other people, like I'm just, I feel like a totally different person. I feel like I can show up a hundred percent because I'm taking care of myself first. Um, you've made time to show up a hundred percent. Like, yeah, you've had time to like be like, if you know you're doing something that day, um, you might not work out that morning if it's a physical thing at night. So therefore you are there a hundred percent. And that's like a very, kind of basic example, but yeah. mentally you know when to be there and when not to be there almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have experienced kind of the same thing um, with the freedom of saying no. And I heard on my favorite murder, which I know you listen to as yeah. well. <laughs> you said, Karen said, um, instead of yes, being like what we should assume people would say, like we should start expecting people to say no and like be very excited when their yeses happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like the norm should be, no, I can't do that. So that's yeah, I totally agree. Cause I think that I was just getting overwhelmed with like, Oh, if I'm expected to be there and then I would go and like not be, I think it's like the anxiety of like, I'm not my full self right now. So I don't want to go. I want to like take care of myself first. And so, yeah, yeah, I definitely think that it's like, I want them to be like, excited when I can go or yeah and if you keep yeah, saying yes then yeah. like that excitement will run out eventually because it's, ex- yeah. it's kind of it's not exhausting to be excited but it takes a lot of energy to be excited <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I know that you we have talked briefly about you possibly wanting to go into a men- into the mental health field and mm-hmm. because this is like an episode over rewards I can't help but like assume maybe I'm incorrect that it's because seeing the like growth and like the reward in people has to be like, get, like give you energy in some way. And so like that, I guess that's one of my questions is like, is that a reason why you want to go into it? Um, because of such like the positive outcomes that it can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent, like I think of my friends who have gone to therapy and like seeing changes in them a hundred percent, like, I think a lot of it has to do with the changes I've seen like in myself and my own mental health. Like I just think therapy is super important. And I think that every single person can benefit from it. Um, Cause even when I talk to people now, like I never tell people like, Oh, everyone should go to therapy. You should look into it. I just like, if it comes up, I'm not like shy about the fact that I consistently go to therapy. And so people will bring it up where they're like, Oh, I've thought about that, but I could probably like, handle it myself but like time and all of these things where it's like no I really think like anyone if they start going like it's I haven't heard of anyone that's like gone to therapy consistently and like regretted it um 
where I'm just like, you are making time for yourself. And that's something like back to college days where I was like, oh, is the benefit like, should I, is it just going to stress me out? And it's like, no, that is taking you time. And it like, I really, really do think every single person like ever could benefit from therapy. Like you do not have to have a mental illness or anything like that to go. Like you, I think anyone could benefit from it. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I, I recently have become not more vocal, but just, um, like I'm going to be at, I'm going to be home next week. And I just said, Hey, like I have a hair appointment and a counseling appointment. And I said it just as casually as I did about my hair appointment. And I was kind of nervous cause like, um, love my family. Uh, they definitely like counseling. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Um, So when I said it as casually as I did, um, it didn't like, it didn't get brought up because I was so casual about it. Yeah. And like, I didn't make it a big deal, like counseling, (laughs) like behind the corner, like whispering it like a meme or something to them. Yeah. Um, So with you, um, what perfect, like, do you have a, like, sp- a specific profession that you want to go into with mental health? Um, I haven't really decided yet. My undergrad was in business. Um, and I'm still in like the corporate world recruiting. So I probably wouldn't go back for like years and years, but, um, when I've looked into it, I would like to be a therapist I think just like one-on-one I would be interested in like doing some like couples therapy but yeah mainly just like your like what I'm going to right now just talk therapy not like I think that's what I would do so like marriage and family therapy there's like a master's program in that that I've looked into that's usually where I lean towards Um, my sister's a social worker and a lot of social workers are therapists as well I think my therapist has actually got her master's in social work so either one of those, like an MFT or a master's in social work. Very nice. Um, A couple episodes ago, we had my friend Haley on who is getting her master's right now in social work. And we talked a lot about how I had no idea that social workers, um, she, she wanted me like to be very clear. She cannot diagnose people because she's still in school. And again, I said, well, this isn't a professional podcast, so (laughs) say whatever you want. But um, that I didn't know that they could diagnose kids and stuff in school, like kind of like give out what they think a diagnosis could be. Um, And I, for the first time, I'm kind of realizing like how together mental health and like the social work and all of that is put together in schools even. Yeah. Yeah. As I started looking into it, I like was hanging out with my sister and I was like, so can you do therapy? (laughs) Like she's been a social work forever and she does like, house visits. Right now she works for the Kansas City public school system um, with like migrant and refugee students. And so like, I don't picture therapy when I hear like her talk about her job. She said like, yeah, she could do therapy as well. Um, She's more so on like the, in the education system, not like diagnosing anyone. Um, But yeah, I was like, are you a therapist? (laughs) After (laughs) Um, four or five years of you How much would you charge? Because you're my sister. (laughs) Um, so what, um, this is like one of my last questions. Sorry. I kind of like messed up the order on questions on you. Cause I just typed them up kind of fast. Um, yeah. 
what is one of the happiest memories that you have that you can relate to that it doesn't have to be like a connected with mental health, but later, like when you look back, you can kind of connect the dots to the growth you've had in, in your own like mental health and stuff like that. Like, a, mm-hmm. like the happiest memory you've had that you're like, Oh, I'm able to have this right now because I've done this. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a really recent memory just because I really do think that therapies when I have grown the most, um, I actually think about like quarantine. So I was laid off right at the beginning of quarantine. So like, not only was I like stuck inside, like not able to see anybody, but I also like didn't have a job and was just like that. My mom even, she was like, this is like the first time since you were maybe six years old that you don't have like an activity every single night of the week. And not even that, like during the day, I was just like, had nothing going on. So I just really learned like a lot about myself and how to enjoy my time. Like I think about, uh, I think some of my happiest memories are just like the traveling that I did. It was all by car. It was all social distanced, but we like went to Colorado. Like I went with my brother and we went to Ohio and Kentucky. Um, my brother lives in Ohio and my sister lives in Kentucky. Um, and just being able to like, since I had been in therapy, I think it really helped me in that moment, like really enjoy being unemployed. Like I'm going to get a job and then I'm going to be like, have work stress and I'm not going to be able to have all this time to enjoy. So just was like able to be really present. Like, I feel like sometimes it seems when people like check up on me who don't know me very well and are like, how is being unemployed? It's like, it was great. And I'm like, not lying at all. (laughs) I absolutely loved it actually. (laughs) It was just like a vacation. Like it was just a nice vacation where I just like remember just enjoying like the mountains and like hiking to little like streams and waterfalls and just being like able to fully appreciate. Like I think something that's always been, I like just appreciation of like nature and beauty is like where I feel really at home. And so not having any distractions at all and just being able to like really just, I feel like I could just savor everything I was doing for four months. Cause it's like, what else am I going to do? Um, I think that, yeah, it was like a really happy memory. Cause I also read this book by Pete Holmes Um I read a lot of books actually when I was unemployed as well. And he was talking about like when he goes through hard times in life where he like takes himself back and is like the viewer of a TV show. And like when the character is unemployed, like obviously that character is about to grow, like their whole life's about to change when they look back and tell the story of their lives and like, or you're watching that movie, like that's the good part. And I read that pretty early on when I was unemployed. And so it was just like going into it with that mindset of like, my life's about to be so different. Um, And this is going to help me grow so much. It just like made me more excited for that time. Um, Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was really awesome. I'm working again now. Um, and I think having like that break to step back and really grow has helped me like with any sort of like, like I used to get really stressed about different things when it came to school and work. And now I just don't feel like it. I mean, hardly at all stresses me out anymore because I had that time of like vacation. Well, it becomes like more insignificant, like the stress at work. Um, 
Jenna Fisher, because I know you like The Office, Pam and stuff. Yeah. Um, in her book that I just finished, The Actor's Survival Guide, it's been on our coffee table forever, and I finished it. So now it's on oh, our yeah. – it, now it's on my bookshelf. So <laughs> I didn't know that was hers. I'll yeah, that's read. hers. Yeah. It's okay. been on the coffee table forever, and I don't move it because if it's in the center of the living room, then, like, I have to finish it. Like, it's in the morning. I sit down there and read that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I finish it, it goes on the trophy shelf of um, – books because I have such a hard time, you know, getting through reading and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she says in there that it, it basically can relate to like whatever you do feel stressed about. Um, when you go into like an audition, the more you care about it, the more tense you are, the more that you're not going to perform well. Um, which not to say you shouldn't care about those things, but when she got rejected about things, But at the time she was fostering kittens, she literally thought, well, you know what, whatever. I just saved six kittens. So like that, this feels so much more significant than what you're trying to tell me I'm bad at right now, which is kind of like what you're saying with Mm -hmm. being able to be free and like go travel and have those, not the stress of experience those things. When those stresses come back into our life from work or whatever, they feel less significant. Like, yeah, but there's a whole world out there. So I'm not going to stress about for you, uh, this person not showing up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something. That's the only thing right. I know about your job is that sometimes people <laughs> don't show up. That's it. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you have to fix that. That's the thing. Joy is a recruiter. <laughs> and then she, so she hires people and then this is my brief understanding. You can totally tell them how wrong I love I am it. in a second. She hires people for random things. Well, medically med- random things then sometimes they don't show up and then she has to fix it and it's a little stressful. <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, that's a great <laughs> description of what it is. Yeah. There's like sometimes where they're like, I can't come in tomorrow. And so I'll be like working to find somebody to go in immediately. Tyler came in. I was like working from his house last week and he walked in and I was like, sorry, I need to find someone that can go in in an hour. It was literally like, I have to find somebody who can make it to like, I think it was one of the sports teams in Dallas. It was like, I just need to like call people in Dallas immediately. He was like, every time I walk in and you're at work, it's like always an emergency. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, I think that's it. It says the Zoom meeting will be about 30 minutes. Am I on the, am I on the time frame? I think so. I'm not a sure. A little bit yeah. over. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, well, thank you. I'm excited to see yeah. you when you come home. Me and Joy, she moved in and then um, she's gone for a wedding. I'm going to be gone for a wedding, but both of our flights could only be on Saturday. So we're going to not see each other for like three weeks, basically. Yeah. I think that I get in like the day after you leave and then you're gone for a week. So mm-hmm. we'll see each other sometime. Um. <laughs> Well, thank you. I am going to go finish the other half of this, record it. It's supposed to go out tomorrow. So, <gasps> Wait, I do want to show you these pumpkins I got. Okay. Can you, put, can you bring them back in your suitcase? Yeah, I got small ones. Okay. Oh, those are so <laughs> cute. So pretty pumpkins. We were like talking about when me, you, and Jenna were at Ross, I think the story's so funny still. Like, I was telling my mom about it, where I was like, are there pumpkin patches in LA? And Jenna, who, like, grew up in California, was like, yeah. And you were like, not what you're thinking. Like, yeah. not like, pumpkin patches um, you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, and sometimes they're in parking lots at Targets, so. Yeah. 
Uh, not quite the same. <laughs> so when you said that, yeah, I was like, I must go to a pumpkin patch while I still can because I always like them so much. So I'm going to squish this into my carry-on. Hopefully they don't actually get squished because they're real pumpkins, but they're so cute. So we stocked our bar cart with liquor and wines and stuff, and it looks very pretty. And then I had this great idea of painting the bottles to look like spell bottles for the bar cart to make it look like Ooh. potion or like... <gasps> which is brew or whatever because you can buy them at Marshall's or whatever and I was like I want to paint my own and then I want you to do the calligraphy on the bottle yeah um and so I was like well I have to now make it through these two bottles of wine so now our bar cart is looking a little scarce but it was a two dollar Aldi wine so I will go replenish it (laughs) yeah they have so much I thought they used to only have winking now but that peach wine that I got was so good and it was also only like three dollars so I'm like we can look like we have a really, really stocked bar and it's still going to be nice and cheap. I know, so. but the, the bottles and like the little decoration things are going to look so cute. I'm going to let you get back to, well, you don't work today, cool. so I'm going to let you get back to your actual weekend. So <laughs> I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Me and Joy are going to post pictures of our spooky apartment on Instagram when we actually finally see each other in like five years. Um, we're going to go ahead and hit this back over to Maddie. She's going to give us our mantra. Two weeks ago, it was turn that page. Oh my goodness. Have I turned so many pages in my journal this week? Like just, I, I okay, I did this not cool thing. It's a normal thing. But even if I'm sobbing, I go to my journal and I start writing and I, it's exactly what she said. Like, let your brain breathe, turn the page, keep going, put it all on that paper or however you just expel your feelings onto something to breathe. Oh, I've done that so much. So I love that mantra. I have a really cool sticker of that that's going in our shop. Maddie, what is our mantra for the next two weeks? Hey, everyone. Hey, so first of all, the mantra for this week is really telling. That's why I'm outside. There is a highway right next to me, so you're just going to have to ignore that. And the wind is a little crazy. But anyway, let's go on. So the mantra is get outside and get out of your head. So get outside and get out of your head. So I actually just had a COVID-19 scare. I had to stay in my room for two days all by myself and my little extrovert self. I was just going a little bit insane, but pretty much um, my mom has lupus. So I was like freaking out for her. I was freaking out for me. Anxiety was at an all time high. But as soon as I got that negative result, I just, I got outside and I got a breath of fresh air for the first time in like, again, two days. And I was like, oh, bless up. So um, yeah, get outside and get out of your head. Uh, Take a walk, like walk your dog, go on a hike, do whatever you wanna do. Try to put it in nature and to put it, you know, outside. So you realize how pretty much small your problems are, um, even though they might be large in your head. So uh, yeah, I hope you get outside and I hope you get out of your head. And I hope you have a great week. And I'll keep you updated all on it on Instagram. Ask you how you are. DM me. Instagram me. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you very much, my friend. Next episode is going to be over hormones. And if you're a guy, don't get, like, too upset. It's all over hormones. It has mostly to do with women. But, 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 you have so much to learn about it. Like, women don't even know the extent of their hormones and like what it does to them mentally. And if you know it, mm, 
that mm, that's pretty attractive if you know about women's hormones. <laughs> okay, um, I'll dive into that later. Hormones, do you even know that they affect your mental health? And that I will have an interview with Kinsey in that. She is so cool and has her own company over. I'm going to be promoting it a lot in the next two weeks. I will see you in that episode, everybody. Put yourself first, take care of yourself, and be selfish. You can find us on Instagram at s.e.l.f.ish, and you can send in your stories to selfishstories at gmail.com or our Google phone number at 818 850 3305.